Hello and welcome back to Transform with Tara. I have an amazing guest on today. It's a fellow Tara, Tara Punter from Tara Punter Coaching. And she is just incredible. I honestly was in awe when we recorded this episode because not only is she experienced in the coaching world and the business world, but she's just so authentic. And that was the thing that came through. She really shares in this episode the real highs of business, the real lows of business, and you can really feel her self-belief and her resilience and why investing in yourself and mindset work and why all these things are so important for your success. It's honestly just so high vibe. She's got such a glitzy, glamorous, fun, honest energy, and I just can't wait for you to listen. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to Transform with Tara. I have such an exciting guest here with me today. We have Tara Punter from, well, Tara Best, but from Tara Punter Coaching. And I'm just so blessed because I've been in Tara's space listening and obsessing over her podcast for over a year. So I cannot believe that she's here today. Hello, Tara. Oh, hello, my goodness, what an introduction. How do I even follow that? <laughs> so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So for anyone who has been living under a rock and uh, doesn't know who you are, can you please kind of introduce who you are, um, what you do, who you help and uh, what your mission is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Tara. I'm a business coach that blends the spiritual with the strategy. Um, and I help high vibe, motivated, driven women create their level of success in their life without them burning out, without hustle, without them having to chuck a load of money into ads or go against their core values and their boundaries. Um, I've been coaching since about 2016, 2017, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And I have a rather big mission that I've no idea how I'm going to work towards or track or monitor. But by 2025, I want to have helped a million women with their mindset. So it's a fairly hefty mission, but it gets me out of bed every day, keeps me focused and motivated. Um, and it's just the biggest, most rewarding thing is helping women change their mindset. And you know what? I think that some people can have a big goal and dream like that, but it doesn't actually mean anything. But your energy behind it is so authentic. Like I can literally feel that that is so core and true to you. And those million women that you're going to help me being one of them already. <laughs> so I've been through <laughs> your programs and it was just amazing. Um, it, those million women will help. They will help more women. And it's just going to be a ripple effect, which is what I assume you can kind of see happening. So in that, you mentioned quite a few words, and I just wanted to kind of dig in a few. So talk to us about, like, for anyone listening, this is really going to be a kind of an episode for you if you're wanting to really have a business that, you know, you want to thrive with, that you feel aligned with, that you're excited with, that you can make lots of money with, that you can help lots of people. But you mentioned a few words there, one of them being burnout. So can you kind of tell us your journey and... Um, with burnout what happened uh, in your life so that as many of us can avoid it as possible because I know that you feel really strongly about that because obviously you went through it and it wasn't great yeah so let's go back to May 2015 and I was working a job that I absolutely hated and I would just count down the hours until I could get in my car drive home as quickly as I could and nail a bottle of wine as quickly as I could and I was so unhappy and so undervalued and just not appreciated, nothing, and just treated like absolute shit, to be quite honest. And I just kept thinking, is this my life? Like, is this all that I can have? Um, I had a great boyfriend who's my now husband. Uh, we lived in a gorgeous cottage in the Cotswolds that we rented. And there was just a lot missing. Like, had this great relationship, weren't allowed a dog at the house, didn't have a horse anymore, didn't have freedom, didn't have enjoyment. and I then managed to 
talk my way into a job as a journalist. Um, I worked a three day handover, left my job and suddenly felt free. And that first day of working as a journalist, driving down to West Sussex to one of the biggest um, horse events in the world and suddenly like having this freedom and this dream job, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I got paid 150 pounds a day and I thought, wow, this is it. And I absolutely loved it. And for a couple of years, maybe about a year and a half, I was just starting to just get clients through word of mouth, through social media, and it just started to grow. And then April 2017, everything went crashing down. I lost two clients on one day. I was left with a couple of clients that were paying me 50 pounds a week. And I was getting letters from the bank saying my direct debits were bouncing. And that led me to develop stress-induced IBS which was horrible. I just buried my head in the sand over the whole thing. I felt so crap as a woman. I was like, you know, I was 28, I think at the time, felt I quote unquote should have my life together. You know, I shouldn't have direct debits bouncing. I shouldn't be in this predicament. You know, who am I? Blah, blah, blah. All of the, all of the bullshit stories. And I then just thought, I've just got to, I've just got to sort something out. So I hired a coach. I had no money to hire this coach. Um, she charged £97 for an hour. So I sold two press releases on social media at £50 each to just find the money to pay for her. And things started going well. Things started getting busy. Started signing clients. But I had such a shit money mindset that I didn't believe I could put my prices up. But I kept wanting to help people. And I didn't want to say no to anybody. So I just kept saying yes. And at one point, I was working literally seven days a week stupid o'clock in the morning to stupid o'clock at the end of the day just trying to fit everything in now I'm a control freak so didn't want to grow my team um didn't want to outsource didn't want to even have a VA so just kept trying to do everything and I used to joke that I used to just burn out every quarter to every three months and that burnout would be a week of I can't even do anything I can't even write an email I can't even reply to clients inquiries or questions in WhatsApp, I just, my mind would shut down for a whole week. And I would spend a whole week on the sofa. I'd have to cancel client calls. I'd have to let people down. Uh, I'd just be useless for that whole week. And I just kept not listening. And it was September, 2020 was the last time I actually properly burnt out. And I was absolutely shattered. And I was starting to change things. So I dropped one of my coaching programs that was an eight week with eight calls over eight weeks. So it was literally back to back. There was no let up. So I canceled that and I changed how I was doing things. But this one week in September, I was absolutely shattered. And I just remember thinking on Saturday, I'll stop. On Saturday, I'll have a couple of days off. I'll rest. I won't do any work. Saturday morning comes around and I wake up with this pain in my neck and my shoulder and I literally couldn't move my arm. And I had to get my husband to come and help me feed my horse because I literally could not move the left-hand side of my body. And he helped me. I came back in and I was filling a hot water bottle um, to put it on my sort of neck and shoulder. And the whole thing exploded and covered me in boiling water. And I got rushed to A&E and I just remember sitting there. I've never known pain like it in my life. And I just remember sitting there being like, cheers universe, I'm stopping now. Because <laughs> I planned to stop on that Saturday. And my body, the hot water bottle, the universe, whatever it is, literally burnt me. So proper burnout. And then I had to stop and I had to clear my diary for a couple of weeks. And that was the point that I was like, 
I'm getting so fucking fierce with my boundaries and the hours I want to work, how my coaching programs run, the number of clients I serve at any one time so that that doesn't happen again. So literally from the absolute pain of it, I don't want anyone to go through that. And I couldn't then have this shoulder in the sun for two years. Um, we were meant to be in the Maldives in January of this year and that all got cancelled, which maybe it's a blessing because that shoulder would have had to remain covered while we were there. So funny how the world works. <laughs> I mean, that is what a story, you know, and it's um, it now like feeds into why you're so passionate about your mission, because, yeah, it's about you want to help women like live their best life and make money and have a business that they absolutely love. But it's in how how do that you want their business to look? Because obviously you don't want it to go the same way that it went for you. So how how did you manage to kind of shift shift from potentially like another burnout happening because of course it's all good in the moment like okay right I've been burnt yeah I've gone to hospital yes this terrible thing has happened what drastically apart from the boundaries started to change where you could then start seeing that your business was not only growing but was able to be sustainable as well because your business yeah you've been in business for six seven years but it's still a massive achievement where you are right now in quite a short space of time. Um, so yeah, what, what do you feel like has been like the main thing that has, has kept you um, aligned, let's say? I think it's doing the inner work, which mm. sounds so cliche, but that for me was the moment that I realized that things just had to change. Um, at that point, I'd been doing mindset for about two years, didn't, didn't know of the potential, I think, of it, didn't understand it anywhere near as much as I do now so I think for me it had to be okay what what is this telling me and it was telling me that I couldn't create life and business where I could actually have a Friday off or a Friday afternoon off I could actually finish at five that I could create programs that were perfect for me and my clients because I just feel that there's so many people that feel they should create this program because they've seen other people create an eight-week program with eight calls in and I was a massive like undercharger, over-deliverer. So that eight-week program that people were going through, so full-on and had so much in it. But was it the best way for them to learn? Probably not. Was it the best way for me to coach? Absolutely not. So I started to look at what that would look like. And from like the end of 2020 into early 2021, I would do a coaching week on and then a coaching week off. And I built my programs around that. I put that in my contracts so that when clients signed up, it was very much, you know, this is the coaching week on, this is the coaching week off. I would always get back to you within 24 working hours. Um, so it started being putting those sorts of things in place. I think the challenge looking back over the past year or 18 months has been that we haven't been able to really go anywhere. So for me, freedom around my life and business is going on holiday. Mm. We haven't been on a plane for two and a half years. So to have time off and rest and practice self-care when we're here doesn't really happen because we live on a farm there's always stuff to do I love my business so there's always stuff to do so that's been a real steep learning curve and still having those boundaries while we haven't had the absolute freedom to just go anywhere we like I then realized towards the end of last year that due to a few things that shifted a few things that changed um having lots of clients and lots of programs that that week on week off had just slipped mm. so I realized that at the beginning of this year and again looked at what that would look like 
So I now have three coaching weeks on and one coaching week off. And then I build my launches around that. I build my programs around that. And I encourage my clients to build their businesses in a similar way that's, that absolutely supports them as well. And I think there's so much power in that. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's so interesting, isn't it, that even though you knew um, what you wanted to put in place, how it still kind of slipped back into the original way and how you've got to kind of keep tweaking and keep like doing the inner work. Like you said, you've been for anyone listening who is kind of maybe let's let's say new or maybe like just starting out. You've been doing mindset work for two years. What does that mean? You know, someone might be sitting there going, okay, right, Tara and Tara both bang on about morning routines and bang on about mindset work. And it's like, maybe they haven't had a coach yet. Maybe they haven't read all the self-development books or maybe there's that, sometimes you get a feeling of what are they doing? Like, what, what does that mean? What does that mindset work mean? Like, what, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Yeah, so I think it's um, good to kind of mention that I fell into the world of mindset completely by accident. Um, so I remember reading the first business book that I ever read was in June 2018. We were on our honeymoon. We did a three week trip around America and I was reading Brendan Bouchard's High Performance Habits. And to be honest, it all went over my head. Like I didn't really get it. I didn't really take any notes. I didn't really action anything. But I felt like, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm working towards a six figure business. I'm good because I'm reading this business book and suddenly everything will be fine. Right. No. Um, and then October 2018, I fell completely by accident into the world of mindset. So I signed up with a coach, um, Nick Pigeon, who I did her 12 month um, mastermind. And I remember she recommended this morning routine. And I literally said to her, I'm not doing a morning routine. I'm a horsey girl from the Cotswolds. I live on a farm. No, it's not happening. And she literally said to me, get over yourself and do it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I stuck with it. She gave us this template for a morning routine and I was just doing it every day, just ticking the box so I could be like, yes, boss, I've done it. But I didn't feel it. I didn't enjoy it. In fact, I resented it every single day. I do it as quickly as I could. I'd be like, I'm grateful for this house. I'm grateful for my husband. My affirmations, okay, I am financially abundant. Absolutely wasn't, couldn't believe it, couldn't get behind it. Um, I am a fantastic coach. Am I? I don't know. Um, I'm a great business owner. Well, no, I'm not really, am I? Because I was late finding my tax return. So I was doing all these affirmations that I did not believe, didn't believe in, didn't get behind, didn't feel anything. Three weeks later, I say to her, hasn't worked. It's not working, not doing it. And she literally said to me, do you want to create like success in your business or not? And I was like, yes. So she said, just do it. Feel the feelings. And I didn't know what that meant. It's like, how can I feel the feelings of writing, I am financially abundant when I'm absolutely anything but, could not be further from the truth. Absolutely could not, I had like eight pounds in my bank and I was like, how, how am I financially abundant? I'm not. And it took me, I'd say six months of this internal battle slash battle on Zoom with my coach about mindset work. Um, and then I flew to Beverly Hills to go to a week long business retreat. I thought this would all be like funnels and ads and marketing and sales and all the sexy like man tasks and the whole week was mindset I was like god not this again <laughs> and I remember being on the flight on the way home heading back to Heathrow and I just had this realization I was like maybe there's something in this mindset bollocks you know maybe <laughs> there's a reason that all of these like top multi-six and seven-figure business like coaches maybe there's a reason they do it and that was such an aha moment for me that I actually thought right I'm going to give this bit of intention, bit of effort. 
And I really committed to my morning routine initially. Um, so I do gratitudes and actually feel grateful for what I had or was working towards. I was starting to find affirmations that worked for me. Um, so still not financially abundant at this point. So I would say I am becoming financially abundant. I am becoming a fantastic business owner. I'm becoming the best coach I can be because I could feel and get behind those things. Mm. Um, there was also a part around journaling and goals. So again, that felt really good for me. I love goals and love setting them and working towards them and a vision board. So I made this vision board. Um, and within three months of my first vision board, I bought really fast car and manifested a trip to the Maldives. <laughs> so that my husband bought me for my birthday, uh, which I had no idea was happening or anything, which was just wonderful. And that was the point that I started to suddenly feel a difference. That was the point that I suddenly thought there could be something in this. Um, and then towards the end of 2019, I then did my NLP coach, NLP practitioner, timeline therapy and hypnotherapy qualifications, which enable me to rewire someone's mind through language, through techniques. Um, and that has been absolutely phenomenal, especially I think the timeline therapy and in, in creating and changing my mind, but also helping others. So it started very much with the morning routine. I'm still obsessed by my morning routine now shake it up and change it basically just get myself into the best possible place every day I manifest a lot so I'll be going for a lash appointment later and I'll be like I know that there's going to be the space just outside my salon just where I need it where it's free parking and it happens I'm like, thank you universe um I do a lot of like inner work I've done lots of subconscious healing matrix three and printing tapping I've done so much but it all started with that morning routine and starting to take control of my mind. I love it. I had no idea you had that much resistance. I think I'd heard oh, so much. Yeah, I knew that you <laughs> didn't take mindset seriously. I'd heard about the like retreat that you went on um, where you kind of, I had no idea that you tried it for three weeks and you were still like, oh no, that's really, really funny. But you could see like, again, there is this, is this journey and everyone talks about the journey, but this, it seriously is a journey. You know, you were in business for a couple of years before you even really started with the mindset stuff. Um, so for someone listening who maybe hasn't started a business or is just at the beginning, you know, you're like a lot more established now, right? Um, you know, you, you've had like a six figure month, which is just incredible. Like what an achievement. Can you kind of go back almost to before you were kind of a bit more financially stable and having like bigger income months, like before when it was like that bit of scramble for clients and, you know, how do I do it? Where, where did the self-belief come from prior to the mindset work really taking up a notch? Because obviously I'm the same as you. I started off with the morning routine and then NLP came, came in and then, you know, timeline therapy and then hypnosis and all of these really cool modalities. But before that, you didn't have any of that, but you were still doing pretty damn well, right? You were still doing okay. So what was the self-belief that kept you going prior to the mindset work? Because someone right now is like, okay, Tara's doing so well now where she is, but I know that it you it took you a while to get here, right? And I think people need to hear that journey to still have that inspiration themselves that they can do this as well, you know? It's such a powerful, valid question. And I've been asked that quite a lot. So many people are like, what was your like 3K month era? What was that like? Because you don't talk about that. I love that. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> a good point. I'm like, well, I had absolutely nothing in April 2017. And then two years after that, first 10 plus K months. So 
before the mindset work piece, my mum has always told me that you can have anything you put your mind to. I had no idea what that meant until I did mindset work. Now I'm like, yes, Karen, I see you. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's always told me you can have anything you put your mind to. And I used to see her do this. So as a single mum, she would just do anything to get what she wanted. Not in a not in a bratty way, just in a, she knew what she wanted. She was so clear on it in life and she would work hard for it and not give up until she got it. And I remember the first time that she kind of manifested this cottage in the country where our horses were right outside and we had lived like in housing estate before this. And that for me was like, oh my gosh, I was 13 when this happened. I was like, oh my gosh, you can have anything you put your mind to. So I had that kind of instilled in me from a really young age, which I'm forever grateful for. But I also knew that I never, ever, ever wanted to go back to putting my joy and happiness and worth in somebody else in a job so for me going back and getting a job wasn't an option ever like when I took that plunge into the world of self-employment I had 200 pounds in my bag and not a penny of savings and I was like I am not letting this or myself fail I'm just not it's not even an option so April 2017 comes around we're at rock bottom with no money and my couple of 50 pound a week clients I was doing lots of social media management then and I just knew I had to find a way. I didn't know what the way was, but I just knew that I had to find that way. And that's when I invested in my first coach. And I think working with the coach, I've worked with the coach consistently since then. And it's obviously, you know, incre incrementally grown and increased in kind of investment ever since. But having that person that wants you to succeed as much as you do is absolutely invaluable. Because there are moments that I'd have a wobble, you know, when I was at like, oh my god 2,000 pound month after being at rock bottom I was like, yay this is amazing and having her to celebrate with and then I'd lose a client and be like oh shit it's all going to go crashing down again she'd be like no no it's not we'll get another client we'll put a new package together so having that person that wants you to succeed as much as you do is so key and that's something that I really want to take into my own coaching now like I genuinely have clients that I think I want them to succeed more than they do and I see more potential in them than, than they've untapped just yet but that's really key. And what makes me a little bit sad and what I hear time and time again is that there's business owners who don't have that person, who don't have somebody that gets business. You know, so somebody might have a great partner or a great husband, but they're employed, they don't get business. And maybe they share their goal with that partner or they share their goal with their mum or they share their goal with their best friend who's employed. And they're, that person reacts negatively to their goal. And they're like, oh, well, why can't you just be happy with what you've got? Or, oh, that sounds a lot, you know, that's quite greedy, isn't it? And that negative reaction can change how we show up. It can change the belief we have in ourselves and it can completely change the traje trajectory of our life and business. So that self-belief piece came from literally speaking to my coach all the time every wobble every fear every everything I'd speak to her and it was her then that recommended I worked with Nick Pigeon which is the point that I fell into the world of mindset but you've got to have that level of self-belief and that level of confidence internally first because you will never get it from external sources you know people think that they will well, you know when I have a thousand Instagram followers when I make my first thousand pound month or two thousand pound month or five thousand pound month yeah, then I'll feel confident. You won't. It never, never happens and works that way. So you've got to start untapping that in yourself, believing in yourself, like 51% to 49% not believing in yourself. So you've got that little edge in the belief and 
knowing that you can do anything and you can. I am just interrupting this podcast to talk to you about my newest program, Unlock Your Wealthy Woman. It's a 12-week immersive experience diving into the energetics of money and abundance. And it's all about teaching you how to embody and emit a brand new frequency that attracts money to you, entering a new wealth consciousness, healing your relationship to money through the divine feminine. It really is for you if your current reality is just feeling tired, dominated, trapped and conflicted by money and you associate words like scarcity or hard work, it's unattainable, it's just struggle, it's anger, anxiety, lack and you have like negative statements running through your mind like it's just never going to happen for me, I can't afford it, it's unattainable, someone like me can't have the money I want, you know all those kind of stories, that's the story, they're the stories that play out and that's what we're going to attract into our reality. Instead, you want to dramatically change your immediate thoughts about money. You want to feel excited, supported, held, loved and ready to receive money. You want to shift your consciousness into that of prosperity and wealth and feel excited and worthy of abundance in all forms. When we start to shift into a different frequency, your predominant thoughts will change your feelings, which makes you a vibrational match to the things that you want, the things that money will bring you. It's not even really about the money, it's about the experiences and it's about the freedom. I am so passionate about this and I'm so excited to take women through this experience. It's a 12-week immersive experience. During our time together, you will receive nine one-hour Zoom calls over the 12 weeks. You will receive embodiment exercises, journaling, visualizations to really shift you into a new frequency. You will have full access to me via Voxer, which is a voice note app for the duration of the experience for all of your personal questions and hurdles so that you can actually take immediate action on the goals and start seeing the positive change immediately there and then. You receive six months free access into my spiritual membership, The Awakening Sisterhood, which is just such a beautiful place to connect with other women on this journey. And as an amazing bonus, you will receive a free human design reading because it's so important that you understand your human design, but also that I do, because I will speak very differently to a manifesting generator um, two four to a projector three five, for example. So if you are feeling the pull, DM me on Instagram, tara.alexandra underscore spiritual coach, and we can jump on a call to see if it's the right fit for you. I just, I absolutely love it. And do you feel like with your mum having that amazing phrase, you can get anything that you put your mind to or whatever the words were. You said you were living in a housing estate and then you moved to this cottage. Do you feel like seeing that shift had a big impact? Did, do you feel like you had subconscious beliefs that helped you in your business or did you have to rewire quite a lot of them? Or did your mum's that like blanket phrase really kind of help you? The phrase really helped, but there were still a lot of limiting beliefs that just came up from childhood, you know, and all the like inner work I've done, you know, hearing money doesn't grow on trees and thinking that, oh, well, you know, money doesn't grow on trees outside our house. So I'm always going to have to work really hard because of where I've come from. Um, and then since kind of going up and kind of doing all this work and earning more, now people are saying, you know, I've heard people say to me that I've had everything handed to me and I'm like, could not be further from the truth. But OK, you believe you do you, hun. <laughs> you believe what you've got to believe. Um, so, yeah, I think that one phrase is so powerful. It's on my website. It's in my book. It's just it's going to be like such a key thing. And 
I want people to kind of understand that and learn that. But then there are also things that, you know, and beliefs that do come from our family or society or teachers that we just absorb when we're less than seven, when you're a teeny tiny little girl forming all these crazy beliefs about the world. And you know what? It's so safe to unpick them. I have this so many times when I'm doing mindset with somebody or with a client, they think, oh, I'm actually scared to dive into my mindset. I'm like, oh my God, do I get that? But it's so rewarding when you can actually do it and come out the other side and look back and think my mindset changed my life's changed my business has changed I can manifest all these crazy things but it hasn't always been that way I think that's such an important reminder for people as well yeah and you know I'm so thank you so much for bringing that up and it's really kind of beautiful I I knew I was going to ask you this next question but that has come very naturally after what you just said I was like how am I going to get this question in I'll get it in naturally (laughs) I've just manifested the way that this question is going to come in because I wanted to say how have you dealt with any like negative comments because you it's not a woman you know earning high six figures every year there's going to be naysayers there's going to be people with opinions and you do a lot of content which inspires me which is very like you've just got to stay within your own power and stop caring what people think and 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 all of that and but just to say like I, I love and you don't even need to like um explain yourself or say this is where I came from whatever because it's like who you are right now and the energy that you're giving off is what magnetizes your clients to you anyway. Your clients don't come to you and say, but did you have everything handed to you, Ty? They don't, they don't need to because they come to you for who you are being right now. You're in the energy that your clients desire. So that that's it, that's it, full stop. I love that you shared it as well, but it just kind of, it does, I can feel myself, I felt myself frustrated when you said that. People really? say, yeah, that, oh, you've just handed it to you because it's like, you don't know anything about anybody you know you cannot assume anything because you don't know so can you give us like an example of some sort of negative experience that you've had over the seven years and how you've kind of dealt with it and built up that resilience because women it's it's hard because we have this sisterhood wound we have this witch wound we have the patriarchy there's a lot actually against us you have a lot of women that want to build each other up but there's this subconscious thing of actually not wanting it because we've got all this like it's difficult because of the sisterhood wound so yeah could you is there some sort of experience and that helped you with that resilience yes there's one very early on um I joined um a Facebook group and I would just share blogs that I'd written so all value like not sales pitches it's just like here's five ways to do this you know I've been giving value for years and years and years Um, And I was actually bullied by the lady that ran this group and she's an industry expert. Um, And had I not been such a confident person, so I've always been confident, um, had I not been so confident, that would have made me like go away into my shell and probably not show up. But I was like, fuck you, I'll show you. Um, And it just gave me this drive. And I was like, that is fucking outrageous that somebody who's meant to be an industry expert can treat someone like that, can treat a new business owner when she was all about helping new business owners. And it just, it, it pissed me off, to be honest. But then I just thought, no, I'm not letting this, I'm not letting you take my business. I'm not letting you bully me into submission. I'm not letting you keep me quiet because I've got a mission, mission. I've got a message and a mission, a mission. Um, I've got a message, I've got a mission. I've got like this desire in my belly. I was like, no, it's not happening. So I thought, I'm just going to go bigger and bolder. You'll see, missus. Um, blocked her deleted her like all the things and just thought I I don't even give her a moment's thought now unless somebody asks me about highs and lows of business because I'm like 
it happened and I'm I want to talk about it to normalize it and not, not even normalize it but desensitize it you know make it so publicly unavailable and not an option for people um and again had I known mindset back then that it would have impacted me even less um and then yeah more recently somebody told me that she genuinely thinks I've had everything handed to me because all she sees now is me sitting in my hot tub on a farm that we manifested with no neighbors with my dream car outside my next dream car on order and I'm I just love Verve Clico but there was a time that I couldn't afford tampons and I genuinely had to ask my mum for £10 so that I could drive to her house to get the £10 because my account was overdrawn so I could put £6 worth of fuel in my car and then go and buy tampons so it hasn't always been this way I've worked freaking hard for where we're at my husband's got his own business he's worked so hard as well I remember when he had his first six-figure year years and years and years ago and I was like oh my god that's so amazing like looked up to it so much but in every time I'm just kind of thinking right how can I learn from this how can I protect myself or work on myself so much that this doesn't impact me again Um, and actually since working on myself doing that self-development doing the mindset work it impacts me a lot less now because I'm just so comfortable and confident just being me and I'm just like I'm just going to keep showing up being even more pink even more sparkly even more sweary with more Verve Clico and you do you do you know what I absolutely love that and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with especially at the beginning of business and it's something that I struggled with I'd love to know what you think about this you know at the beginning for me it wasn't so much the new people that were coming to see what I was doing on Instagram because for me at the beginning I had what 200 followers on Instagram that were mainly just friends, family, people from school, right? I was just posting photos of my kids and whatever. And then suddenly I was talking about anxiety and that I wanted to become a coach and all this stuff. And the main thing that I had was, what is so-and-so from school going to think? And all these people that I hadn't seen for years, but they were the ones that were coming up, like, who is she to think that? So for anyone listening who's like at the beginning and they have that, I suppose it's the fear of putting yourself out there because we have this real fear of rejection. It's like, goes back to cave woman times, you know, we like, we were safe for us to be in a community. We've, we've carried that all the way through now. We don't want that rejection. So it's easier to just stay hidden, stay safe, stay part of the, the crowd. But anyone listening to this, I know it has some sort of mission, has some sort of desire, has some sort of Um, what I had in my like 20s of like there must be more there's something more for me to be doing how is it for you like pushing through that again it's like I'm so interested in the whole journey because it's like I love like where you are now is just exactly where because I'm not still totally there yet I still have this like oh am I going to be too much oh am I going to be too blunt am I going to be too am I going to offend this person ah it's a little bit still I suppose feeling like I'm sitting on that fence because sitting on the fence is safe it's so much easier to sit on the fence isn't it than actually pick a side and as a leader you have to basically pick a side and you have to know that what you're saying is going to offend or piss someone else off how I don't really know what my question is here let's go with this how how do you deal with that I suppose it's a how do you pick a side go with it and um not not let what some people are definitely saying get to you and this is a question to help me out as well you know (laughs) I love that question and I love the kind of analogy with like sitting on the fence it's safe here's the thing jump off the fence stand in the prickles the thistles (laughs) the singing nettles you'll get stung for a while it's fine but then you go through that and you're suddenly in this gorgeous meadow 
where it's just like and it's you I remember (laughs) maybe like the first or second time that I swore on Facebook my mum was like Tara do not swear on Facebook it's really unprofessional I was like no Karen I swear all the time so I'm gonna swear on Facebook um and somebody once told me it's really like unprofessional to have coaching programs named after alcoholic beverages well well I've had a few and they've all gone very well um but it took me a while I remember I rebranded in I don't know like 2019 maybe and because I live in the Cotswolds all of the windows in the Cotswolds are this gorgeous sage green color and it looks so beautiful against like the honey color of the Cotswold stone and I wanted to create this brand that was a little bit luxury a little bit country country kind of meets chic and I thought oh this sage green would be brilliant and I rebranded, had my website done, launched it. And I was like, I don't even like the bloody color sage green. I ne- I don't own a single, single thing that's green. Not one single thing, not a thing. My husband's got a green tractor. That's as green as we go. And I just suddenly thought, this isn't me. So a couple of months later, I launched a whole new website, um, split my company into two. So I had a PR company and then the coaching company. And I was like, I'm owning the pink. And it's honestly been such a good step for me to just be like I live in pink I'm in pink right now like my nails are bright pink I love it it just it's such a great color some people hate it that's great but for me it's like pink sparkly high vibe swearing it's me and if you don't like that you can leave quite frankly because it's so me and I think to step into that authenticity is so huge I actually shared on my personal Facebook a couple of weeks ago, one of the first Facebook lives that I did um, in April 2017, which was around like the whole rock bottom phase. And I had really short, dark blonde hair, like really dark. Um, I had a branded gilet on. There was absolutely no pink. Um, And I had this weird live voice. Now, I don't listen, in, I don't like listening back to myself on podcasts or YouTube videos or anything because I don't like how my voice sounds. But this video, my goodness me, it was like there was this strange, like a different person in there that felt she, air quotes, should be a certain way to be respectable as a business owner. And I shared it. And one of my clients who has been with me for 15 months now said, I wouldn't have signed up with you then because it was so on me. Whereas now you get me. And that was huge I remember having a meeting with somebody years ago um in fact I think that was around the 2019 kind of first 10k month time and I walked into this pub where I was meeting her in Somerset I was like oh my god hello so nice to see you she's like oh my god you're just like you are on Instagram that's the point you want to get to because it's exhausting if you try and fake everything (laughs) exhausting um so yeah it might be comfortable on that fence or like a safety net being on that fence but jump off and work out which side is best for you and just start to be more you, like however you are. I've got a lady that came to my retreat a couple of months ago and she was like, I'm too weird to be me. I'm like, be more weird, be more you, the end. And now she is and she's stepping into her power and it's amazing. So be more you. And if that means little teeny tiny steps and trickling in a bit of your favorite color, do it. And then you'll just get more confident and comfortable and then you'll be like full-blown new and fabulousness and I'm here for it. Yeah, I love it. And do you feel like that all does come from um, just over time? Do you feel like some things like you have to kind of keep trialing, keep having that error, making that mistake, and eventually it just kind of forming until the day you realise, I don't like sage green and, and here we are. 
yeah, completely. Because my first brand logo, whatever, was dark purple and pale gray. Where are these colors coming from? Like, why do I pick these random colors that I don't even like or ever wear? Think, yeah, I'm going to create this whole brand about them. I remember when I had that dark purple logo when I was first like self-employed and I saw this photographer at a networking event. She said, yeah, every Instagram photo should have your logo color in it. And I was like, I don't even own anything dark purple. So I'll buy a dark purple jumper. I could definitely get a notepad or a mug and just try and shoehorn this color into everything and it felt like I was forcing it yeah. and whenever you're trying to force something you're up against something like something isn't right there's a reason it isn't just easy and happening and flowing and I think that comes back to when it comes to launching or your programs or your business you know if you're forcing something all the time it's telling you something so it, don't ignore it like lean in and work out what it could be telling you Oh, do you know what? I love that. And that's like a perfect way for us to kind of wrap this up. Cause obviously we could just talk forever, but you kind of have to stop somewhere. But that's really <laughs> hurt. Like, you know, for everyone who obviously knows my story, it's like I started as an anxiety coach and that just didn't feel right. So then I kind of moved into mindset and then that felt better, but still, okay, is this it? And then spiritual coach was like, yes, this is it. And that worked for a good sort of year or so and then literally in the last two weeks like we've spoken briefly about it I'm like no it's money mindset this is this is what it is my favorite books are about money I love talking about money I want women to have as much money as possible I want money to enhance people's lives I want you know and that suddenly has lit me up so it's just about I suppose that's the kind of transition I'm in at the moment of like oh I'm going to be changing like talking about what I'm talking about but yeah if I'm owning that that's my integrity and I love it then you can't lose because yeah, you're going to attract the right people and repel the ones that, that don't get it. And they, those repelled people will go to someone else that they're attracted to. So it's kind of like this beautiful um, connection, like we're all one. So just to end, um, you know, what would you say to someone, a woman, you know, wanting to start a business or at the early stages of her business, maybe struggling with mindset or struggling with self-belief or what advice would you give? I give, I'm going to give two pieces. So firstly, know that you can have anything you put your mind to and kind of on that, make sure you've got a bit of a dream. Make sure you've got a, a bit of a wish or a bit of a goal. It doesn't matter if you don't have the steps or you don't know the how you're going to get there. Just have something in mind, whether it's six months from now, a year from now. If you could write like a dream five-year ideal day scenario and just dream and just write it, just write it because there's so much power in that. Um, and secondly, just make sure that you are literally flooding your mind with success. So flooding your mind with inspiring podcasts like this one, make sure that you're reading books or listening to audiobooks, or make sure that you're surrounded by the right people. Because I think a lot of people when they start businesses can feel quite lonely. And I personally think that that is a choice. Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole topic for another day. Um, but making sure that actually the people that you're speaking to or surrounding yourself with or following or engaging with our business owners or that they're inspiring in some way or that they're entrepreneurial or that they're a little bit further down the line than you to almost normalize it because I think when you're new to business and you've been employed before you're suddenly thinking oh but I don't know what money goal to set or I don't know how to talk about money and it's suddenly this taboo subject so start thinking about bringing people in you know we're not cutting out the friends that you've been friends with forever we're just bringing in additional people that can be sources of like inspiration 
that can just open your eyes or open your mind to different ways of doing things, open your mind to what's possible um, and keep that dream alive. Oh, so beautiful and so amazing. Like, thank you so much for your honesty, um, you know, just, just showing up as authentic you and just being an amazing leader. And um, yeah, I just cannot wait to see what's coming up. So where can people find you? Um, Tara Punter Coaching uh, on Instagram is the best. Um, I'm doing a whole rehaul of like website and various things. So yeah, Tara Punter Coaching on Instagram. Any questions or anything, please do pop me a DM. I love having conversations in the DMs um, and just hearing where people are at, what they've got going on, what they're struggling with. Um, and then my podcast is Tara Talks. I was literally just about to say, you have to go over to Tara's uh, podcast as well. And it's just oh. it's amazing. So yeah, thank you so, so much. And um, let's do it again in like a year's time and see where we both are. That would be super cool. <laughs> oh yes. Thank you for having me. And thank you for all you're doing as well, spreading your wisdom and knowledge and passion into the world and just helping more people. It's just, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so here for it. I adore it. So thank Yay. you. Amazing. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some really juicy golden nuggets out of there. Tara has some amazing phrases that I wrote down and I use them as affirmations now. Please do DM me if you're interested in the Wealthy Women program, but also DM me just for any takeaways from the podcast. I love talking to you guys in the DMs about the podcast. And thank you for those who share um, how much the podcast is helping them. And actually the one woman who um, messaged me to say, can you please release more episodes? <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> All right, I will see you um, next week. I'll see you when I see you.